How are you doing, Jersey? Oh, whoa, are you recording now? Boom. Son of a gun. I would meant to make the to turn the hangout recording on. Let me turn recording on on my end. So we got double backup. Yes, belt and suspenders and uh garters. Like Harvard garters. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is uh it's a mailbag thing. We've we've attempted mailbag once or twice on the on the Prime show, right? Ooh, on the Lean Prime to- show on Lean to Art Prime. <laughs> I have never heard it said that way, mm-hmm. and I like it. <laughs> yeah, but but it's been a while. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna stop you right there, because I am Jersey the interrupting host. Uh. And I, I, it's because this is the show that's like for the people who really like what we do, right? Because like, you know, it's the show that we post on the Patreon. By the way, thank you for supporting us on Patreon, everybody. You guys are the best. Thank oh, you yes. so much. It means a lot to us. Thank you very much. Uh, but that also means that like they're invested in what we do. So therefore, I'd be super curious to hear what they think. If mm. should we do a mailbag section on the show, like on some kind of maybe once a month. Uh, but that would require us doing a call out, like with the Galaxy Super Adventure show. We do a mailbag section, but uh, we have to specifically say, like, "Hey guys, send us your messages." Like, we actually have to put out a call for that. So it would require us to do that, which isn't that big of a stress point. But would that wreck the flow of what we already got? Uh, I mean, part of part of keeping our flow going is wrecking it on purpose once in a while, right? That's true. And then going like, well, how do we feel about this? <laughs> <sighs> so much fun. It's an unstoppable process of analysis and, and, and exploration. So, yeah, because <laughs> something happens and then we look into it. So that's, uh, yeah. Okay. It's pretty robust. So, yeah. So. so I asked the question. People can comment on the Patreon feed. Um, so uh, how, how are you, Rob? I'm doing pretty well, Jersey. I uh, I'm definitely going to verbally acknowledge. I I feel behind as far as um, jumping in and replying to the the awesome Patreon posts and conversations out there, which is cool. I mean, so we do the open mic post every month. You may be listening to this and say, "What do you mean open mic post? I don't see that." Well, that's maybe that means uh, you're not you're still deciding if you're going to support us as a patron <laughs> and that would be a reason to do so because then you get to join in on this this private conversation of just between Jersey and I and uh, the folks who are paying patrons and uh, there's just a lot of good conversation going on um, some good thoughts being posted by Owen Jollins in particular stands out because um, <laughs> yeah I is they're awesome and I get so much thought to reply that I, yeah, I've been just not not getting out to actually finishing and doing it, taking some notes. Well, and um, then, yeah, and not not to make like like a, a funny excuse out of it or anything, but it, it's something that happens when you get like a really thoughtful reply is that you can get gridlocked by formulating your thoughts in replying to the thoughtful reply because you don't want to just go like, cool, yeah, I dig that, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I, mean, I, even I like agree. The, yeah, because it's it's like matching a tone. It's matching the 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 skill and effort that went into such thoughtful posts. Yep. So yeah, I don't want to uh, uh, sort of not give them a the the proper um, the proper effort effort in return because 
because it feels awesome to, to engage in that kind of conversation. I don't want Absolutely. to just, just show up and tank it to say, uh, <laughs> hey, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you bet. That's like the most Minnesotan thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah, you betcha would be. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. Crossing the line. Okay, that was the most Minnesotan thing. Okay, cool. Uh, so, okay, but so mailbag, in other words, we're going to try to use some of Owen's posts, some of the comments we've been getting on the Patreon to uh, respond to them in audio because that would be A, more efficient, and uh, B, then uh, you'd hear like more of that nuance and tone in the way we respond to it. So um, Owen threw out a really interesting idea on a comment on Lean Into Art episode, what episode was this? 149, Chunking Your Workflow, the most recent one at the time of this recording. Um, and he said, uh, you know, he's, he's talking about the difference between flow state and the Pomodoro technique and how on the surface it, it might seem like they could be mutually exclusive, right? Because like, mm -hmm. I don't Can you walk us through the Pomodoro technique, Rob? So my, from, from my memory that, uh, there's, there may be more to it than this, but w from what I recall, cause I, I've, um, I haven't, I've used this, at least this form of it that I'm about to describe. So Pomodoro to me is like, uh, it's a technique or, or a move instead of like a sort of a state of being right versus, you know, that's one thing to Pomodoro. It's like you would, uh, um, pick up this as a tool to say, I need to, um, ever, <laughs> have you ever heard the phrase time box, right? I need yeah. to, yeah. So yeah, I need to, I need to put a, put myself in a time box and, be super intentional about it and get something produced in that time or move something forward. And Pomodoro is just like th the idea of a 25 minute timer that you use it to focus and reward yourself when you're done. Right. So you, you sort of step back with whatever you've you know, accomplished in 25 minutes, you give yourself permission to then do something rewarding, take a small break and then maybe do another Pomodoro. Maybe you have a goal of like multiple Pomodoros throughout the day. Mm. And then typically like what you see nowadays, there's a, there's like a, t a certain timer associated with it. Um, there's a whole class of apps that call themselves Pomodoro apps and, uh, and, or there's music that's purposefully 25 minutes long. That's sort of backgroundy. Um, oh. yeah. So instead so, of having like a at the end where you're like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've got a couple of weird timers. One of them is like a howler, where literally, uh, um, it's a it's a wolf that goes how <laughs> at the end of it, and and I could change the sound, but I don't know why. It just the app's called Howler, so why not? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but th there's Pomodoro Time Pro. That's the one that that I've been. Uh, when I do choose to use that tool, I've been using that app lately. Um, so let me read, uh, let me read Owen's yeah. final paragraph of his first comment to just share with all the leaners who listen to Extra Lean, and then you guys can go and reply to the comments on the Patreon page, because this was mm -hmm. actually a public comment. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, I wonder if either, either of you or any of the other leaners had tried Pomodoro, and also if you had any ideas on how it might work with these theories behind flow. It seems to me intuitive that Pomodoro and flow are by their conflicting natures mutually exclusive, but I don't think that it's by any means a foregone conclusion. Excellently stated, Owen, and I'm sorry I didn't say it as lovely as you would have said it with your amazing London accent, but 
You know, we'll have to deal mm-hmm. with my Midwest accent. Um, <laughs> wow. But so based on what you described, and I hope I'm not turning this into like a regular episode too much, but it does seem like time boxing something would run against the idea of flow. Now, let me, I'll, I'll try to take on what flow, what mm-hmm. we usually we mean by it. Flow yeah. state is the state, like, they describe this in meditation. They describe this in uh, like uh, physical exercise or in athletics, um, in, in the arts. It's the moment when you, the, the, the you, the, the, the self that calls itself I, sort of vanishes and the, the expression is the dancer becomes the dance. You're sort of operating intuitive, intuitively and at peak efficiency. And there's like almost like this, this dim awareness that you're actually doing something. It's the moment that I've described often when I look up from the page and it's been three hours and I didn't realize the time is gone, right? And suddenly it's like, and the only reason I look up is because my body just says like, hey, bio break, remember I'm an organic thing, right? And I'm like, oh, that's right, you know? And then I look up and I was like, it's dark now, how did that happen? Because I was in flow state. And, and there's been a lot of people talking recently, and I don't know if there's been studies done, but there's been a lot of talk on the radio about how like connecting flow state to a general sense of well-being, like encountering flow state on a regular basis, tends mm. to improve your sense of um, satisfaction and happiness and everything. And speaking anecdotally only for myself, you bet I feel great when I experience flow state on a regular basis. Now, one could assume that flow state, like meditation, it's something you got to like sort of lead up to. You got to have time. You got to have some runway to get to flow state. It's not something you just turn on and off, right? Or can you? Well, um, one of the characteristics of flow, I believe, is that it's the your engagement with the effort is sort of very well matched. It's almost mm. like this harmonious tension. Mm-hmm. where you may be working your tail off yet um, feel enough reinforcing positive internal, um, I guess, satisfaction or happiness or connection, whatever with the result, not that you're analyzing it, you're just you know feeling it and benefiting from it and continuing that effort where um, inherently challenges is almost inherent from what I understand in, in flow. So it's something challenging. So to me, like one of those elements of the challenge could be a time box. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, well, is flow the only, is the, is the only kind of flow the, uh, that's official or what ha- or substantial enough to call it that the, the kind that where ta- a giant chunk of time disappears. Right. Um, I would guess that's, that doesn't have to be a giant chunk of time because I think it also has to do with people who do things like sprint running or uh, martial arts where inherently you're not going to be um, doing that all for hours on end or what have you. Um, Yeah, I I would I would submit at least my own personal experience, Mm. not a psychologist. There's our disclaimer or my disclaimer. Hey, me too. <laughs> but a lot of it has to do with focus as much as time, if not more than time. And when mm-hmm. I say focus, I mean not the focus of like, all right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to study for this test, right? <laughs> it's the it's the focus of um, even if I shut my browser down, if I don't have notifications coming in, if I, if I mute my phone so that I'm not getting like any text notifications, there's a noise that our brains make. Of like, oh, and at three o'clock I gotta do this, and oh, after I finish this I gotta do that other thing. I'm really not looking forward to. When we get into Stephen Pressfield's resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's the trick for me is removing those like getting resistance out of my way and getting the that chatty voices out of my way not silencing the mind but more like letting the appropriate thoughts gain get the floor get the conch shell so to speak hmm. and there's no, for me there's no real trick to it other than just sitting down and, and engaging with the work and then the focus comes and it usually comes through like after anywhere between 10 minutes to 45 minutes of engagement with it mm. right but like not giving up right so like i'll sit down to do thumbnails and like thumbnails is like i've described it is like the most intellectually intense part of making comics it's both my favorite part and my least favorite part at the same time it's my favorite part when i'm in it but it's my least favorite part when i start it right and so like but once i get over that initial threshold boom i get some form of flow state where like mm. decisions seem to just happen on the page even though i know that my brain's doing it you know Hmm. And that can happen when it's very time boxed because I do time box my thumbnails. I give myself 30 minutes a page. So then I don't, so to me, like, I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily, um, I mean, I think they're two parallel things and it depends on like how you probably, how you personally engage with, um, that task at hand. I mean, there's some tasks that I don't know if I could get flow from. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I can find it relaxing to vacuum. I can find it um, relaxing to do the dishes, but I don't really get into flow state. I don't think no. it's not challenging enough. Um, right. And uh, let's see. And some things that are challenging, I may be just too frustrated or whatever to actually, you know, really uh, disappear into the task. You know, I'm always conscious of like somehow... Um, there's enough, an, I don't know, like a, a distraction based on how I observe my own feelings or annoyances or whatever. And, uh, and it just, yeah, it pulls me out. But like, but to all that stuff to me, it, they're independent, you know, um, I would, and I, and I think it changes over time. I would say, um, <laughs> super duper disclaimers here, not a psychologist, but like, I would guess it's a capacity thing that like, just like dealing with, um, dealing with stress, dealing with, um, taking on different challenging tasks within your skill domain. Like I would guess, you know, Owen with coloring pages, you with, with your thumbnailing, like as your skill increase, your capacity to take on that challenge increase. So you may all of yeah. a sudden come to this intersection where flow is possible where it wasn't right. Where, yeah. 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 I, I would agree with that. So it's, I mean, that's probably a changing thing too. Mm -hmm. As uh yeah. So I know that that's changed for me a lot as far as, uh, as far as coding over the years. I remember, I remember like early or right around year, year 2000 or whatever, it would take me like an hour to spin up and an hour to spin down or whatever. Right. Where I, my brain would be all into, you know, considering just technical details, uh, the, the forms and the, and the, in the, the objects I was trying to design and how they are composed together and, and, and architecting this whole system and thinking about how it all works and blah, blah, blah. But like to get to the state where I could actually execute took a, it took a long time. And then all, it just, it felt like I was wearing the contraption. Like my brain was stuck in a, in, in, a, in all this scaffolding and I had to freaking take apart the scaffolding to now go, you know, make lunch or, you know, uh, yeah. something else. I still run into that every once in a while. Like if I get, I don't know if it's a flow state thing, but if I get into certain parts,
parts of, of my discipline or my practice, um, the parts where like my visual thinking is like seriously engaged and my verbal thinking is like almost shut off. Like the kind of stuff where I can't have music playing in the background mm -hmm. or, or anything with talking. We've talked about this before. Um, if I get pulled out of that abruptly, um, it takes me a long time to become a functional human again. Like, like and what I mean is, is like, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up Anne from work. Like all of a sudden, like my alarm will go off or something, or like I'll get a text from her saying like, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm out in ten minutes." And I'll be like, "Oh, okay, I'll come get you," but I'll get yanked out of that state. I'll be in that state just before that moment, and I'll go pick her up, and she'll be like, "What's wrong? You know, are you, are you angry about something? Is something something bad happened today?" I'm like, no, it's just it's like hard for me to like, kind of like talk again. I don't know. I, I get I get distant and weird. And this happened when I went bowling a couple weeks ago. Like I I was trying to cram in some work before I ran went off to bowl. And I got there, and everybody was like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> I was like, "Nothing's wrong with me. I just it's it's taking me a second to like it's sort of like it feels like everything gets out of focus a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm romanticizing it or what, but it just feels like everything's kind of like out of sync. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense, and and I don't I don't know if it's it it's a little bit difficult to put into uh, hard terms. But I think yeah. anyone uh, uh, like switching contexts and if there is uh, a huge cost sometimes for switching context, I think switching context is also a separate skill. So it's like, well, OK, I had to tear down the scaffolding like, you know, 100 times this year. And, you know, once I got to like 75, 76, whatever. Yeah, OK, I'm getting a little better at it. It's, a, it's yeah. like instead of the transition taking an hour, it's a more like half an hour or whatever and i think that eventually maybe it's a skill that you can gain or lose because uh you know i was thinking depending on the roles i've had as far as you know, you know main gigs and day jobs and what have you um the i don't know depending on how many skills it would it would take it would i could be if i was writing a lot sometimes i could get in and out of that quick sometimes i couldn't um mm -hmm. Or sometimes switching, but my classic for me is is switching between designing and coding. That was just painful, as or even worse, switch from designing to coding to then presenting. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. Anyway, no, those are hard contexts to 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 change from it for me. And um, but I I noticed that over time it was less stressful and became a little easier at least. As recent as like eight or nine years ago, I remember very distinctly, and I might even, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the Art and Story podcast. Oh my God, was it really that long ago? Holy cow. Um, but I would pencil a comic in five pages out of whack mm. because then that way I could get into, and, like, and I mean out of whack is in like one session, but I mean like I would, this week I'm going to pencil five pages and that's all I'm going to focus on so that I can sort of like kind of, Again, using your metaphor, I can have that scaffolding in place and I don't have to tear it down to do inking Ooh. or coloring, right? Hmm. And then, okay, so now I got a chunk of five pages. Now I can just focus on inking this week, right? Because the transition from the, the concerns I was facing as pe at the penciling stage, and we just talked about this in the Lean Tired cast, right? The, the chunking. That realm of concerns, like to spin up to that was like, it, there was such a cost associated with that that I didn't want to switch back and forth unless I had to, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's it's much easier to flip between those things. But the certain things like 
thumbnailing still requires a lot of mental power for me. Uh, it's And that's something I, I kind of want to tackle in a future episode. We need to find a guest for it, not to do inside baseball on the show, but mm-hmm. I did notice that plot generation is one of my, that's one of the areas where I fall down on the mat a lot. Hmm. Like character, character ensemble, character voice, conversation, little tiny discrete moments, fairly, fairly easy. And I don't, I don't want to, they're not easy, but they're f- comparatively easy. But <laughs> coming up with reasonable plot structure, it just takes me such a long time. Hmm. That's, uh, our, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, yeah, we, we need to admit to address that as a future topic. I was also picturing, uh, I think exploring this, it, it, we can get kind of disclaimer or whatever, what have you. Um, like it's okay to say stuff that is easy for you. Right? Like not every, not everything that we, we notice how we've gained a skill is, um, pro wrestler bragging, you know, and, <laughs> and even that, you know, that's kind of fun sometimes anyway, at least with, if you got some panache as your, um, you know. Cl- All right, fine. Sl- slapping right, I'll, your I'll elbow I'll on the uh, from the top turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that move. Uh, all right, so then that's the way we're going to end this one. And I hate the telegraph and ending Uh-oh. of an episode, but uh-huh. this has been a, a new territory in all sorts of ways. We each have to address one thing that we can confidently say we are very skilled at in our field. Mm. Now, I'll lead, and I'll say that I know that if you hire me for a gig, one thing I can deliver on really well is I can give you a cast of characters with really distinct voices who all interact with each other in very entertaining ways. Hmm. Yes, you can. Mine is, I don't, like, okay. God, this is a fun putting putting you on the spot kind of thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> let's see. I, th- I, th- I did, I, this is unfair. but No, it's, oh, but let's see. Stuck. So I, 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 I like to to have conversations with people and capture observations to then test ideas to see how stuff can be more fun, interesting, more efficient. And so it's sort of like a human centric systemic uh, design process, but there's a lot of storytelling in there as well. Flat that elbow. 